Yes, ask us a question. I didn't know that you were looking for a response there. Well, it would help if you would look at me instead of whatever you were looking at. He I was gets, listening. He, get, he, he gets on a podcast and then starts asking people I if he can to, talk to them. Yeah, he doesn't need to ask us if it's okay if he talks on and his podcast. He, and then he blames us. I think the music might be a little hot for our voices. Uh, both I think it jelly. sounds great, but we'll pull it down. He, he has production woes with us and then just derails 10 yeah. seconds into the thing. He, All right, so check people it. Don't, people don't know that we spent probably 45 minutes before this talking about how he wants the sound to, to be. I don't know why you guys can't just support me. Just just support me. That's all. So, uh, usually when I go buy alcohol, it's like at a grocery store. Now and again, it will be at what I would call like a beer store, which is you know, maybe like uh, trying to be all fancy and crafty and stuff. Or maybe it's just like uh, we got a place over here called like Richardson Beer and Wine. They can't sell liquor. Most of the places around us aren't zoned for liquor. Uh, so we don't really have a ton of quote unquote liquor stores. Okay. Plano does. There's this weird part of Richardson that gets like three liquor stores. Because it was Dallas and it got annexed by Richardson like 30 years ago. That, really weird. That Aldelia area over there? Yeah, like down it? off of Centennial. It's yeah, just like Centennial. this one track that yeah. can have like two or three liquor stores and that's it. Usually when I go buy liquor and maybe even wine, I'll end up at a Total Wine, which treats all the spirits and wine and everything like a big box store. Like it's all presented and merchandised and there's people handing out samples and it's lively and there's music playing and you might as well be in a bed bath and beyond but they have alcohol in this one you know what i mean i i really like total wine for my liquor and aperitifs and liqueurs for sure the selection is massive you can kill a ton of time just walking the aisles just if you want to see what's going on that is not the experience when you go to a liquor store. When Where I grew up, oh, no. like Highland Village was one of the spots back in the day where everybody would come to from all over because they sold liquor. And liquor used to be very, like we used to have like full-blown dry counties over here, around here when we were growing up, right? So like the the liquor stores would be packed with people coming from like 20 miles away. I have not been to the liquor store strip I'm telling you about, Jason, in far south Richardson in years. And I walked in that bad boy and I was instantly greeted with the distinct difference of going to a liquor store and going to somewhere like a Total Wine as the first person I see walking in is having a difficult time keeping his pants up. And I don't mean like he's making a fashion choice. I mean like this gentleman is 60 years old. Either doesn't have pants that fit, left the house without a belt, but is genuinely having a hard time keeping his pants at a functioning level. And then he turns around and I see his face and it is tomato head central. And immediately I am brought back to the sadness that is the liquor store. 
that I do not encounter anymore. And every person in that place looked like a bad episode of the first 48 or true life. I'm an addict or intervention. Uh, true Rylan. life. Hey, Rylan. I need to apologize hey, Jace. to you. I need to apologize what? to you for all the times we have given you shit about being Mr. Trophy Club, about being uh -huh. Mr. Rich Guy, about not being a man of the people. I'm now seeing who who that real who that real person is. And yep. uh sad. Mr. Total Wine over here was disgusted by the people he was forced to share air with over at the liquor store is what I'm hearing. <clears throat> right. Well, I grew up in a dry County. So for people that, for the 3000 people that live where I grew up plus surrounding communities, there was really two places on the same space of land. And it was for a lot of my childhood, just one. And then another guy built one, uh, probably in the late eighties, you know, but I remember when there was only one and then there were two next to each other. And obviously I'm not from New York city. No, uh, you're not from New York, City. but there is a, you, you hear people talk about kind of the culture of the bodega in New York city, your yeah. corner shop in your neighborhood. Salt you see of the, the earth. same people come through. Yep. Same. You, you get you, maybe there's some food you can get. You know, you pick up your necessities. You know, the same guy comes in every day, gets the same yeah. paper. People Absolutely. know each other. Hardworking, blue collar. The people who grew up where I did would never realize this, but that's the same thing you get when you only have one or two places to buy alcohol in like a twenty minute. In terms of travel, like like what I think. Uh, Brad was saying, but for us, it was also like the only place that it was the only option, you know? So my dad knew, my dad knew the first guy that had the only liquor store, Eddie Abdu. That's beautiful. He was tight with then the next guy that built the one next to it, Billy Jiggs was the name of the yep. store. His name Billy was Billy Jiggs. Fisher. Yeah. My dad knew Billy Fisher from childhood and then Billy Fisher ultimately sold it and the the long one of the long time owners was none other than Travis Moore, another one of my Travis dad's Moore. Buddies. Yep. You know, and, no, don't Travis was really my dad's buddy. The other ones are just acquaintances. My point is, is that my dad had a close personal relationship with every owner of a place where you could buy alcohol in the county. You know, That's the I, important thing. You know, Brad would have turned his nose right up at old Billy Jiggs. Okay, where, I want to be very clear. I go to the gas station almost every day. Like the quick trip is oh. the, the bodega. Okay. It is lively. It is popping. There is a sense it of is. community and people are talking to each other. Good morning. You see that weather out there. You look like you had a rough night. I've been told that in a quick trip before. Okay. By a, a sweet woman. All right. This, this sounds a lot like a, I have some friends. Oh yeah. It's, a, it's definitely, I got some friends. I used to live with one, that kind of thing. Okay. That is, it's definitely what it is. I want to be very clear. That's not what I'm talking about at the liquor store. The liquor store was completely silent. There was no <laughs> music playing. Okay. There was absolutely no, like, you know how you give the friendly head nod or the acknowledgement or the, the sup, like none of that. 
There is no excuse me's. It's a bunch of silence and two people who were holy hell beaten down checking people out. And in the time that I was there, probably 25 people moved through because I went like three aisles. It was popping. You did not hear five words muttered. And like I said, 25 people came in and out in the five minutes I was there because it was nothing but people getting medicine, dude. It was the pharmacy line at CVS. It was, hey, this is my nightly situation. Hey, this is going to get me through the next three days, and they know I'm going to be back here midweek. Like that's, you're not doing, you're not, you're not doing a lot of good for my vices or awesome platform right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Mister, <laughs> give me a pack uh, of smokes and a some brown drink. Every single person I saw in that place smokes. Every Definitely. single person. So, in conclusion, liquor stores are sad, guys. It's a, it's a sad, sad place to see during the holiday season. I'm gonna keep going to liquor stores and seeing my people. I'm gonna. Human dance. Human I'm gonna dance. support. Human dance. Human dance. All of my alcoholics out there. Human dance. 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 Get up off your ass. Human dance. for the human dad's podcast that's right you heard the man get up off your ass need you guys to get up off your ass bring a little juice it is the triumphant return we missed thanksgiving week that was on me i think nobody really responded when i said uh, it wasn't gonna happen we were upset uh okay it's not how that usually works, but I was probably uh, just cooking. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. But uh, here we are. It's a tradition unlike any other at this point. Three, four years in a row, miss Thanksgiving, come back the next week, shriveled, cold, uh, not, not lubed up, not greased up, not a fine-tuned machine. Just trying to find our footing again, like a yeah. a baby doe on ice. You know, mm-hmm. here we are. Um, how's everybody, Jace? We we operate um we operate with a very tight sense of uh connection with each other, and that takes some time to 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 gather again. That takes some time to meld. We need that, and when we take time off, it makes it harder to come back. We got to find it again. We got to, you know. Luca takes a couple weeks off. It, the offense doesn't run quite as smoothly the next time they're all on the court together, but they'll get it back. Uh, so I'm I'm okay. I do want to tell you guys about something that happened to me. Is now a good time? 
How about before that, we check in with... Uh, well, hold man. on. Let me tell you how I'm doing. I'm doing good, Brad. Uh, hey, Ryland, how are you doing? There it is. I'm good. I can't complain. Things are good. Welcome back from the long weekend. Has it been a weird work week for you guys? Mm-hmm. Getting back in the swing? I will say this year, unlike any others, maybe I'm getting old. Unlike m- many I can remember here recently, I feel like the zombie ness like i haven't like woke up and gotten up to speed from having those couple of days off which i feel like i usually get like today i made like three or four mistakes because i was literally i was just asleep just asleep i've just been kind of do you ever have where i don't know i've i haven't been unproductive in fact i think i've been pretty productive work-wise i've been getting plenty of sleep but I just haven't hit the normal level of energy except in short bursts. I'm not in my normal sustained like going and doing. It's like I'm kind of just a little like I'm just carrying a little bit of I'm carrying a backpack that's weighted down, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting older. I feel pretty good, actually. No, I think I'm tired oh, of you. Even though I even though I have a good job and I don't have a problem with it, I think I'm getting tired of not doing what I want to do all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's called uh, pre-retirement, the pre-retirement blues. <laughs> you mean yeah, I was going to say, the hum of that song is always in the background. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> Jace, what, uh, now that we're all feeling good and happy and obviously thriving, obviously, yeah, with, without question, what uh, what is it that you wanted to get into? So, guys, we talk on this show a lot about sleep. We talk a lot about sleep. It's important to all of us. It's a big part of our lives. I think all three of us would say we enjoy it. We love sleep. We love the sleep. It's important. Uh, it's a good thing. Okay? And and as such, we talk about it a lot, as I just said <laughs> on the show. Can I make a note real quick? <laughs> Yes, go ahead. <laughs> you know how we talk about the sleep zone? We're always uh-huh. tracking a, have uh-huh. you hit the sleep zone recently? Yep. I hit the cousin of the sleep zone the other night. Oh. Where I was just so tired. And yes, as much as we love sleep, I feel like I'm horrible at it. Not that I can't get to sleep. Not that I have problems sleeping. But I just am really bad about going to sleep when I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I should go to sleep like an hour earlier. I just should. Yeah. But the other night. Do you mean like do you mean like making the decision that says, okay, yes. now it's time to go to sleep? Yeah, oh, starting that's like totally a, a sleep yep. process. I wait until I'm, you know, eyes are just too heavy to stay up before I'm like, hey, maybe I should go back into that nice comfy bed. Uh, cousin of the sleep zone. And then I'll get it back to you, Jason. I was so tired the other night, but I always need that time to decompress before I go to bed, right? I think we all probably deal with something like this. We sure. At time alone or whatever it is. It's not like a bad thing. I'm not saying anything like that. I just like good at least 45 minutes before I go to bed where it's kind of just me on the couch. And I was so exhausted the other night that when my back hit that couch and oh, the yeah. realization that it was just solo, just me, yeah. quiet, 
Mm. edge out on the couch, look at my phone or watch some stand up, whatever it is I do. Maybe watch a late West coast game. Oh yeah. Like when I settled into the, like, it's like the couch hugged me. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like the couch was the big spoon and I was mm -hmm. just so comforted and secured to be there. Unlike many times I could remember here recently, I just it just grabbed me and it just felt so good. And I said, oh. I need to I need to remember this and I need to cherish this in the zone moment because this is yeah. akin to the in the sleep zone that you yeah. uh, so uh, perfectly brought to the pod. It is it, there, there. You're absolutely right. There is a zone both in the bed and at in the couch slash recliner that that one can hit. Um so guys, I've been struggling trying to get to sleep lately and not, not getting to sleep. Actually, that's come to me pretty easily. It's the staying asleep. I was struggling with it for a while. And I, I think part of it, as you all know, I, uh, I have separate blanket. I have a separate blanket situation. I do not share a blanket with that other person in my home. Uh, we've talked about this. And I, I think part of my problem is that I'm very particular about temperature and the weather has been in a weird zone lately. The zone, the zone that it's the worst zone there is out there. And I'll tell you why it, it's not, it's, too, it's not hot enough where the AC kicks on all night and you're getting a nice AC blowing and it's not cold enough where you get the chill to, to really put you down. Am I right, Brad? I could not agree with you more. This manifests itself multiple times throughout the day in the car. Because mm -hmm. what I like to do when it's 35 to 45 degrees in the morning is I warm the car up. Mm. The way things work over here, too, is if it's probably below 50, everybody who walks to school doesn't want to walk to school. Dad parks behind mom. So dad's car becomes the de facto drive to school car, even if mom is going to be the one that drives it while dad is still getting ready for work. But one of the things that I like to do for them and or myself is make sure the car is warm. Right. Okay. Right. right. Once the car is warm, it's going to be too warm unless it's like 30 degrees outside. And yep. so now then you automatically go to turn the heat off which is fine. You're not cold, but now there's no moving air. You can't, yeah. it can't be 38 to 48 and you turn on the AC in your vehicle. So now you're monitoring the, the window so that you could just have some air circulating uh. and you roll down the window just like an inch and a half, but then that's a little too chilly. So then you got to pick it back up. And now because you've got the air differential, now you've got windshield fog and now you've got a uh. defrost to turn that on. And now once you turn the defrost on your back to being hot and there's just no wind. No and win, then the Ryla. second point at which it hits it during the day is these 35 to 65 splits are awesome. I am not here Agreed. to complain. Agreed. But if your, let's say, workplace has single pane windows from mm. 1985 and they're facing the west, uh, the eastern rising sun around about 11 o'clock when it's 55 degrees outside and you don't have any air on. Swamp crotch. It might as well be 90 degrees yeah. inside. Yep. And it's Ball's and it's a, a, a wonderful 55 outside. Now you're looking at the AC and it says 79 degrees inside. Well, now we've got to turn on the air. But turning on the air when it's 55 degrees outside just feels weird. It's just we're it's in ridiculous. that in between makes it very difficult to manage. So what I've settled into is doesn't matter what the weather is in the morning in the morning. 
I got a short sleeve shirt on. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I either put on a light shell pullover or just a vest. No vest. And, and even then I've decided instead of messing with it, I'm just going to roll down the window and be cold. I'm just going to just going to be a little cold rather than sitting here messing with this because the cold at least keeps the air circulating. And that's the thing. But what you're saying, there's no fix for no. when it's sleepy time. What the hell are you going to do? Wake you up can't and do anything. Turn something down. Turn yeah. something up. You're screwed. Rylan, you're absolutely screwed. Do you understand hey, what we're um, saying? Did you catch how sneakily Brad slid in? material for his sizzle reel for greater Dallas dad of the year by telling us a story about how he wakes up early in the morning, even if he's not the one going anywhere and plays human thermostat. Yeah. I trust me. Car. I picked it. Trust me. I picked, Oh yeah. You know, I just, I like to do it for them and I'll go warm the car up and, uh, you know, put my vest on and, uh, yeah. I just want to be very clear. So, let me, As it pertains to waking up, I'm up before everybody anyway. I just make sure oh, the car oh, is ready for is, them. There's more, yeah. more yeah. material. I'm up making breakfast, ironing clothes, getting things together. Brad sending <laughs> the check in to D Magazine for you 2024 Dad of the Year. The Dad of the Year is the new uh, brag montage. Let me ask you a clarifying sure. question, if I sure. may, though, Brad, about your talking about trying to manage when you're in the in between window. Do you have um? the AC in your car where it's like you, you literally set a temperature and then it does something. Yeah. Do you say I want it on 71 or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Those suck. Yeah. <laughs> you because mean you do auto? Have? You do auto? You tell the car like, Hey, keep it at 71. That's why, that's why it won't work. Here's what I have. I have a Toyota and it has two dials. One goes from blue to red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other same. goes fan off too high and if i i'm in the in-between zone like dad of the year suggested and i i don't want to be hot air but i can't do ac i just need air to circulate i can take the red to blue dial and put it on about 10 o'clock right like a little a little bit of red creeping in there but mostly still all blue and i can put the put the fan on somewhere between middle and middle low and it's perfect. And that's because my car is made to be cheaper. I think that's correct. I, I think had... this is consistent with everything I've told y'all about why technology is yeah. anti-technology. Not always the best solution. Yeah, I've had a Toyota and a Honda that both do the same thing you're talking about, multiples. And uh, you're right. It's a little bit easier to manage. Um, but not my yapping like a chihuahua. Just cost me $2,500, just a smooth Tuesday, $2,500 GMC. Not my GMC, only at 85,000 miles. It's not like, you know. (laughs) How does it make you feel? (laughs) So 85,000 miles just come up off three grand real quick. Oh, I got got that similar story. I don't need the story. Uh, I hate it. I'm so pissed. (laughs) I I mean, go ahead. No. Uh, you know, we're, our construction project out here for our pool means that they're doing the gas hookup, Whoa. right? Hooking up the gas to the gas, right? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to do that, if you've ever had a gas connection or a leak in your neighborhood or whatever, if it gets turned off, then when it's turned back on, 
you got to relight your pilot lights on your water heaters typically and anything else. If you have like an older gas range and stuff, some of them old school stuff. But these days it's mainly just water heaters. So homie comes in and goes to relight water heater number one. Boom. No problem. Goes over to reheat water heater number, relight water heater number two. And I mean, it just, he works on it forever and he can't get it lit. And he's like, man, I'm sorry. You know, is, is it an older water heater? And of course, in my mind, I'm going, yes, it is almost 14 years old. But mm. as homeowner guy talking to tertiary contractor, I go, well, I mean, <laughs> it's been working perfect. You know, I'm just kind of seeing if there's anything. Uh, but long story short, I got a hold of my plumber, my homie, Nick Lancaster at Platinum Plumbing. Platinum Plumbing. He had Keller's had no Lawrence. He's no Lawrence. Check though. on it. Him and the UFC and sure guy enough, came out. and No, uh, this time it was family. The, uh, the UFC guy wasn't with him. I didn't ask him if he's still working with him. But anyway, um, he's like, yeah, man, I've seen this happen when they're this old, where when the gas goes off, it never comes back on. It never and comes he was back on. And so, you know, I had the old, honestly, 13 years is, unfortunately in this day and age really long for one yeah. of these apparently that's, that's a good, um, good amount of time so i i had to bony up it didn't make sense to repair it given what it would have taken and the fact that it could still go to shit any virtually any day i had to just eat the difference and yeah so it's no gmc it's no gmc y'all give me 10 it's seconds. a whirlpool carry, jason oh, carry I the show i guess we're just stopping the show so brad no, can that's stopping. we're stopping hey I got a little short thing that I didn't even know I wanted to talk to you guys about until I came out here and turned on the TV. And I, would, I just went to YouTube TV to see if I could find sports. And I noticed something that I haven't told you all about. Back in September, my parents visited mid to late September. And at some point over the weekend, my dad, on the living room TV, which is the only one he ever uses, he put it on Fox News on YouTube TV. Okay. And of course, we don't watch any news. This isn't a Fox News topic, although y'all can guess what I think about any of it, but we don't watch any news. So after he left, it was never on there again. And in fact, it was only on there when he was in the room. If he went and did something, I would flip it to something else or go to music or whatever. Ever since then, randomly on the other TVs, sometimes when I go to YouTube TV, the channel that is playing is Fox News. Yeah, it'll do that. It'll it'll do that. I but I've remember. been, but I watch. But it's football season, so all the major networks have been watched. All the ESPN, NFL Network. I wonder, all I wonder if ABC, Fox CBS, News. NBC, and ES, you know, whatever college NFL. So what in the hell? I can't figure out why it's sticking, but not to one TV. So I think here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn them all on at the same time. I'm gonna go to YouTube TV on all of them, and I'm gonna go put them all on a different channel i'm just gonna go like four five eight eleven and then i think that will make it where it's done does that sound like a plan i think that's the best move yeah it's weird because mine will like i never watch uh like the uh the second time we've said the word tertiary this episode one of my favorite words though might be my favorite word underutilized um, underutilized yeah I think it's hard to pronounce. People don't really know what it means. Um, but I know uh, exactly what it means. It means third. Yeah. Um, I don't watch the tertiary ESPN channels. 
right? If you don't know tertiary means, stop listening to this podcast. Jeez, no, man. no, no, don't. Uh, that's not true. I'm not. It's don't not, do that. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I have like how many people you think know how to spell tertiary? E. Like, we'll be, we won't require that. E. Okay. R. R. Welcome to Spelling Bee with Jason. T. T- I. I. A. R. Y. Yeah, there he is. Um, I don't ever watch like ESPN Big Ten or whatever it is. Every time I turn on the TV, it's on one of like I'll I have to tell it no, I don't want to watch Baylor Notre Dame women's college basketball right now. Like I yes, I do watch sports, but I never turn on that channel. Why do you have that as the suggestion and why is that the live that's on right now like that doesn't make any sense yes i watch sports i never watch that channel for sports you know what i'm saying like it doesn't there's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it it does i don't there's no way they're trying to sell that to me right no i it's it's probably some weird algorithm that they're trying to use or maybe fox news pays youtube tv to like be put front and center on your your television when you pop it it's on like some sort of dynamic placement or something yeah, that they maybe. can like if you enter into a zone now you that can... that did cross my mind that maybe just because it was because it is algorithmically the recommendations are done by algorithm and they do an amazing job every yeah. time I, there's sports on they're right there so maybe there is some subterfuge uh some big money person bought it to say put it there live if it was watched in the last six months by your dad you um you know what i don't really watch i don't really watch much tv anymore oh you're gonna be this guy no i'm gonna tell you what i do now it's my new thing we don't even have a tv yeah my new thing i'm a youtube guy i'm becoming youtube guy no, I mean I'm becoming YouTube guy, dude. I'm okay. not saying I'm saying that I will get by the way, I've changed a lot of things. We didn't really get into it, but my bedtime habits have changed a lot in because of my my problem sleeping. We can go into that at a later date. But I, yeah, there's more I, to sorry, that. Sorry, I had to handle the dog and yeah. y'all moved on to Ryland's dad doing Fox News. But yeah. did you wrap up the sleep issue? Is there a... Oh, no, there's way more to it. Is this a continuous it. issue? Is there something, you, an incident that happened? No, but I think I solved the problem. Okay. But I've changed my life. Like, I've okay. literally changed my life. Do you want to hear what I've done? I, obviously. Okay. So, uh, have we talked about, like, sleeping conditions, what we're into? Like, how we sleep? I think we all determined that it has to be freezing. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about, <laughs> like, clo- cl- like clothing situation. Like, sleep clothing situation. We've talked about this, right? Yeah, I wear like, a lot more than when I'm in the attic. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm an attic guy all the time. That's Wait how I roll. You don't wear a lot more than when you're in the attic when you go to bed. No, you're right. I don't. I am yeah. a... I never... I should say, it's got to be very cold for me to pop on like a wife pleaser. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been sitting on that. Would you see the... Yeah, the smile come across his face. I stole that from somebody yesterday. I don't even remember when I saw it, but here recently I saw somebody say that. I stole that from him. Uh, It's better than what we used to call it. But no, if I'm going to be super cold, it's shorts and a wife pleaser. 98% of the time, it's just shorts. 
Okay. I I'm I am I'm going to bed like the day I was born. Okay. <laughs> that's how I roll. Okay. All right. That's that's what works for me. I'm comfortable. I can't even imagine wearing shorts to bed. I can't. Seriously. So that's always been my my technique. So when it's time to bed, time to go to bed, I, that's that's I get I get myself in position, right? So I've been struggling, right? I'm like, I got to mix things up. I got to figure out what to do. And I'm not willing to, to change the way that I actually sleep. I, once it's time for sleep, I'm, I'm there. However, pre-sleep. Okay. Pre-sleep. I have bought pajamas that I now lounge around in prior to sleep. Like a matching hmm. set? No. Uh, I have bought pajama pants. And I okay. bought a long sleeve pajama shirt. Now I only have one of each because I wasn't sure if I was going to like this. So I've got one of each. So I wear it and then I uh, take it off and, and set it out for the next day. And I may wear it twice, uh, twice and then wash it. And I do the same thing. But every night I do the, the shower and I put on the pajamas. So what were you wearing yeah. Right up until sleep time prior to this. Yeah, so I would I would usually if I wasn't still in like like now I'm in kind of the work clothes, but but it's work from home clothes, so it's not like uncomfortable. But but if I came home from work, I throw on a pair of shorts and a t shirt and walk around the house like that. Uh, but you but know that's depreciably different than pajamas. There's something about this. There's something about this. I think it's the routine, guys. I think it's like the okay. act of putting on this particular set of clothing that is intended for nighttime lounging that does something to my brain. You think you're tricking your brain to be like, it's even more sleepy time right yeah. now. Yeah. Because I thought you were going to say something weird like, I still go to bed nude, but I just wear socks. <laughs> I'm not above it. I'm not above that I'm, either. Actually, I I buy into this. I buy into this, Jason. I do. So you you really, think this could be a, this is like a, I, a mental I, thing? I really and not in a bad way. It's just I think it is just part of helping to feed your brain what it wants to have before you're really going to be able to get some sleep. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Were you previously always doing the nighttime shower? Uh, I wouldn't mix it up. I, I sometimes will do the nighttime shower, sometimes the morning shower. Now I'm consistent nighttime shower. I can't sleep without a nighttime shower. It is a rare day if I don't do a nighttime shower. I used to be a religious nighttime shower guy, probably until kids, and then I just kind of let my my routine get a little disrupted, and I would just get tired and say, well, I'll just go to bed now and shower in the morning and that still does happen but i th i think far prefer nighttime rylan i think that's what this comes down to i think this is what i'm getting at this is what i've learned i think the routine is is what saves saves you the routine is what gives you that peace of mind for me gives you that peace of mind and then mm -hmm. i lay down to rest and i'm like hey man i feel like i've accomplished something day's over you get that warm day's water over. on you Get a little yes. bit of steam, yes. fragrances. It's like a, it's aromatherapy, and then you put the you put the clothes on, and they're fresh for you for right then. Yes, they're not carrying any energy over from what you were doing two hours before, dude. The nighttime shower is so important because 
I can't think of a situation where you would take a nighttime shower in a hurry. That's a you good know point. what I mean. That's Whereas the morning shower, you could have fucked around and the garage was being weird. So you're out there messing with it and doing something. And one of the kids are sleeping in. So you're having to overmanage a situation. And before you know it, you've only got like 15 minutes to get yourself quote unquote ready. So you'll do he's, Jason. He's sacrificing his morning to make sure that the garage repair situation doesn't make too much noise to wake up the yeah. uh, sleeping you know, in child when he's dad of the yearing. Sometimes I really like to take a, a you know a, a nice shower, but I got to go warm the car up and I got to get breakfast going for the wife. And you're you're not wrong though because when you're doing that in the morning, all you're thinking about is the order of things you're going to do when you get to work. Right? You're immediately thinking, what do I need to do first? What do I need to be mentally prepared for? Who I got to talk to? Whatever. Right? So, you know the 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 trope about having ideas in the shower or mm -hmm. having thoughts, idle thoughts in the shower. Those are nighttime showerers. And that's, and that's a good thing. And let me give you one more thing that I think is the biggest uh, variable here. If I'm going to be taking a shower in a hurry all the time or not taking my time and doing a nice idle shower, like you just said, that is going to impact the head shave. And the head shave for me has become like a, you talk about like religious routine or like feeling like you've done something with your routine or achieved something or like taking a step to get yourself back in balance. Shaving my head does that for me. And I Same. have to, I have to, I don't take a long time to do it. That's not what I'm saying, but I have to feel like I can just shave my head. Not like I've got to be like, zoom, 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 zoom. I could do it fast if I have to, because of how many times I've done it now, but I hate doing it. Well, I've, 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 I only shave like every week and a half to two weeks, but just recently in the last few months, I've started feeling like that. When I get everything cleaned back up, I feel better. Mm -hmm. I just feel locked in. And I imagine you do it more often because you keep it. Yeah. I'm, close, three to, so. I'm three to four times a week. So yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, I, and I, that wasn't a thing until, until a few months ago. And then like Jace in the last month i've been really good about night showering i think i think we're opening up a new door here into a better lifestyle i think we're helping other men right now guys i think we're helping other dads because i'm telling you man i'm sitting here right now no joke sitting here right now last few minutes i've been like i can't wait to go get in that shower man I can't, I can't believe y'all are just now kind of getting back to this because yes, I feel like when we were younger before there was kids, it would vary from time to time. And then the kids do impact your nighttime routine. But Molly, like if any, if anything that makes me hurry is because we'll be busy until, you know, nine 45, 10 o'clock at night. And Molly usually likes to shower as like a, an end, like it means her day is done, right? Mm -hmm. She gets that like decompression. Now I get to walk literally like the wash the day off, right? That's her feeling. That's what she wants and needs. And she'll do that, right? I'll just be like, you know, it's the last thing I'm going to do before I go to sleep, most likely, or the last thing I do before I'm going to go chill. So she'll be like, Hey, uh, can you go shower? I'm going to go to sleep. And I won't do it. That sometimes that's like 930, 10, at night. And if I didn't have that, I'm telling you, it would it would mess my sleep up. I know for sure.
I think I think um, part of this is that the shower has become something so much more than just getting cleaned up for me. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's the gateway. It's the gateway to my favorite time of every single day, which is that period between shower and eyes closing to go to sleep that time mm-hmm. which now includes the shower the the nice pajamas that feel soft the youtube the the sit checking the phone in bed all in bed by the way for me i, I know that's not for everybody i know you've got a couch situation you do but i don't me, like doing the phone surf in the bed i don't like I, it i understand it's not for everybody for me it's just so relaxing, man. I feel like I'm myself again. I feel like I have control over my life. I feel good. And then I go to sleep. And so now, now the shower, yes, I get to, I get to clean up and feel good and fresh, but it's the start of a beautiful two or three hours that are coming ahead of me. Mm. I'm glad you found this. I really am. Uh, as somebody who values that time of the day, uh, it's it's uh, very important. I'm glad you've got to experience that. I'm noticing as we've talked about this, because I want to get into our next topic here. Uh, I think part of my routine is cha- that has changed is I am not getting to be... It's weird because I can't be in the car too much anymore. I, here's what it comes down to. There used to be some sort of sanctuary in driving for me. And I think that the sweet spot for that to happen now is so small that there is no longer sanctuary there. And uh, to what I was about to say, I like I don't have any podcasts that I really like anymore. I listen to mainly like Dumb Zone, um, then Basket. There's like probably three or four podcasts. I used to I used to be keeping up with like 15 podcasts fairly regularly, if not regularly. Right. And I just don't make it past like three or four anymore. And I think it's all because I don't have like these good extended periods of time in the car. Because even when I'm in the car now, somebody wants to talk to me about some Mm. implant or Mm. some lady fell on her face and knocked two teeth off of her denture. And yes, Ryland, people are still doing dentures like when you were a kid. Um, But we've had them. It leads to me to my next question. I've been listening to uh, the Dumb Zone, of course, Dan McDowell, who's been on the show, uh, what twice now? Jake, been, the show. Been I, on I, the I show. think maybe three times. I think Dan's just twice. Is it? Either way, generously multiple times? times. No, I feel like he might even be more than that. Um, either way, listen to them, love them. They brought up a topic which kind of coincides with what we're talking about here. And they didn't really talk about it that much, but I thought it would be interesting to flesh it out, if you will. Uh, One of them made a joke about, you know, you get into it with the wife. Oh, did you sleep on the couch? Which I know is like a like an old. It's a sitcom thing. (laughs) Yeah, like an old cliche. Like, I don't know where it started. It's just one of those things that we all have a point of reference for. But it got me to thinking, like. I'm not going to make it sound like everything is always rosy over here. We fight. But I don't think at any point in time has she ever been like sleep on the couch. Or even if I was hot, 
was I like, oh, I'm just going to sleep on the couch. And we all know it's the man. Like, even if even <laughs> can somebody please cut up all of these interludes from Brad talking about how great a the dad, dad of the year super cuts. Please, someone do this. Okay, but we all know it's the man. Like, even if it's just a trope, even if it's just like a sitcom thing, we all know it's the man that would end up sleeping on the couch. Over here, Naturally. I'm not saying everything's all perfect and rosy, but I don't think we've been together, what, 16, 17 years now? Lived together for like 15 plus of that, right? If we've been together 16 years, 2006. November of 2006. So what's that get us to? 17 years? And then we moved in of February of 07. So we're lived together 16 years. I don't think I've ever slept on the couch. And we've had some good fights, dude. I'm here to tell you some glorious Hall of Fame fights. But I don't think I've ever slept on the couch wanting to do so and i don't think even even if i'm mad and i want to sleep out there and i stay out there way too late she will come and be like what the hell are you doing yeah i'll put it to you like this i feel like and i know there's a lot of people obviously it's one of the things where art imitates life or it's a part of the culture because it it happened or happens and so i'm sure i know people that have done this and i'm sure that there are people that i really like and think very highly of. So this is not to say anything negative about anybody to sincerely anybody <laughs> to sincerely, to sincerely anybody. anybody. But I feel like in order for either you to make a decision to sleep on the couch as a husband or you as a wife to nudge him in that direction or straight out be like sleep on the couch. I think in one or both people in the relationship, there has to be a certain element of drama in their personality and we i've never done that's never even been an option courtney and i are like sleep is sacred nothing can possibly separate you from your bed like it, it wouldn't even occur to us as a consequence of being pissed at each other i think there's a certain like i want to a little there's a performative nature in one or two of the people in the relationship if that's what happens not to say I, anything bad about it i'm just saying I just want to leave a lot of space open there because I think if like none of us really see us, uh, see each other, see the other people like fight with their spouse. And like, maybe if you were to see, you know, like if I was to see Jason and Sarah fight, I'd be like, Whoa, that's how they, that's how they like, nobody's sleeping on the couch, but that's how they do that. That's, that's what they, or like vice versa. Ryland sees, you know, uh, me and Molly and they're like, look, we here's the way we do that. But that's how they that's how they fight. And so, like, I, I think there's a ton of space for outsiders looking in to be like, oh, I don't know about all that. So I don't want to judge that if somebody is want to sleep on the couch, either at the behest of their wife or. It's not just my point. I'm yeah. not passing any judgment. I'm just saying there's a certain level of nature of drama or performativeness in your personality if that's where you land now my dad had to sleep on the couch one time that i remember <laughs> and i don't remember the circumstances at all but i was in like seventh or eighth grade and i remember having hearing it happened or gathering that it was going to happen and him just kind of 
sulking into the living room carrying this big blanket and it's like this grandma country looking blanket and here's my like you know 38 year old dad sulking in here in his own house carrying some grandma looking blanket to sleep on a shitty couch and i just remember having the feeling of like so we're really doing this oh that wasn't a bluff okay and kind of just you know removing myself from the situation so i did see it firsthand one time one time i um how many times have you slept on the couch jace well i haven't i'll tell you i have i have a little something called sleep apnea are you guys familiar with with that <laughs> we can't we can't pull the cpap machine out into the living it's room just, it's too much trouble dude <laughs> it's way too much trouble i'm not dragging the cpap set up the chair and put the water in the chamber and find a cord like a no i'm not i would do anything to avoid that got an extension cord running into the kitchen hey imagine the imagine the comedy of the of the pissed off wife who gets so mad at the husband that she goes in and the next thing you see is her rolling the little cpap thing out on (laughs) with the (laughs) little tube thing over her shoulder like this is where you're sleeping. It just leaves it in the hall. Yeah. It's like on a little cart. It looks like it's on like a little beverage cart or something. It just kind of rolls it out there. Yeah. So it just, just logistically, it's much harder. There's got to be some pre-planning to Ryland's point. There is a, there is a, a level of sort of, um, drama. To, you're going to, to great lengths to prove a point. Yeah. And, and uh, and I, would require some advanced notice because I've got to <laughs> find a level surface because <laughs> you can't have it tilted. You got to make sure the water is. And so I don't, um, I don't um, think that that'll be something that I mess with. I'm just, I, I think I'm past that. But we do think like, and I think Jake said, Oh yeah, I, I've slept on the couch before. We do think that people are doing this, right? Like it's such a trope. It's such a cliche oh, yeah. that it, it has it's to real. Happen. It has to it's have real. happened. It does, I th- absolutely. I think if I were to willingly be like, I'm the one that's going to sleep on the couch, you know, like whatever the fight is, it's still waiting for you there in the morning. I'm not one of these. I would venture we're all three this way. I'm not one of these. You can't ever go to bed angry or you can't ever go into bed fighting or whatever. Like we've got to hash this out before we go to sleep. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think it I just think if we were in a really bad fight and I was like, I'm sleeping on the couch or she was just insistent that you're not sleeping in here tonight. I think it would just make it worse the next day. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt that because it's a punishment. It's if if she's forcing you, she's punishing you. But it also may be just an avoidance from the guy's perspective. Yeah, it could be either one. That's that's the one area where it's not necessarily like i'm doing this to make a point it's like i'm i can get away with avoiding this i'm just gonna fall asleep on the uh on the couch and hope for a little better runway tomorrow at 6 30 a.m well i guess maybe for me sounds in our situation in particular i know how particular she is like because she goes to bed before me and i'll go in there sometimes considerably after her like good two hours after her plus and there will be a point in time where she wakes up and notices i'm not there and she will not be thrilled about it so if if she's already pissed at me for 
whatever the fight situation is. But then I've also decided I'm leaving you alone in the bed tonight, even if it's just me being avoidant so that we don't have to talk or anything. It would only serve to make it worse. It would it would be like the first thing would be like, so you're we're fighting and everything is so bad that you can't even come to bed now. Like that's mm. it would it would take on another tone. I want to die just hearing you say those words, honestly. What like, if, it just makes me tense. You know what I'm I saying? Though? Which is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and the then feeling. you, avoiding, you would feel a little less compressed, but then you'd be like, well, shit. I mean, yeah, she's right. Well, like, but I made it worse. My thing is, you got to wake up in the morning, and yeah. you wake up on the couch. You got to deal with the... What's it like? What's that like at four forty eight when you roll over and remember you're on you're on the fucking couch? Yeah, yeah. and I I think all it does is prolong the fight. Like I I think waking up in bed it 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 uh, next to each other probably if you're in a good relationship probably um is like a, a, a like makes you feel like you're starting fresh. Like we're hey we're right back where we are where we always have been we're right we're back waking up doing our thing yes we had a rough night but let's get going let's let's try again let's start this over I think if you go and separate like that you're asking for it to continue all goddamn day long uh that's my, my better half wouldn't wouldn't permit she I don't think she could deal with not closing it out like I'm that same we way. gotta we gotta close the deal here yeah we can't I, we can't let this drag out. No, I hate that shit. I cannot stand something just hanging over my head like that. It drives me insane. How am I supposed to enjoy my shower knowing <laughs> that there's some... Like, how can I put my pajamas on and relax knowing that there's, like, this awkwardness? Can't do it. Can't do it. whole thing's going to be ruined, Jason. Yeah, the whole thing will be ruined. Does we, better wrap, we better wrap this up and get seeing eye to eye before shower time. That's the only option. Absolutely. Uh, does anybody remember the Patrice, the Patrice O'Neill joke where he's talking about like men want women to like be around, but we don't, we just don't want them to be like where we can hear them. Like, <laughs> I like when knowing I'm, you're there. Yeah. I want to know you're there. Like in, and he, he says the words like in the dwelling but I don't want you like next to me. Yeah, not in my space. I think that's how my wife feels about me in bed. Like mm. she wants me there. Right. But I think one of her favorite parts of the day is when I get up out of the bed in the morning so that, that she could then like I was there to make her feel secure all night and everything was great. But then in the morning, I think that might be like her zone sleep like when i get up at 6 15 and she's not going to get up for another call it 30 minutes or whatever 45 minutes i think that 45 minutes for her is the like look i wanted you around but now i just want you like yeah out there around and when i leave it's almost like she's like oh this thing is all mine now and I just i love zone. i love the sensation of being in the bed in a quiet house when i know no one else is there yeah, my dude. Courtney and Maya both go to the elementary school, which starts earlier. So they leave like right at seven. Layla is middle school. She doesn't leave until shortly after eight. I usually get up and start moving around right after the earlier ones leave. Right. 
Some days, Layla goes with them. On days when she goes with them, they're all out the door. My alarm goes off right before they all leave, basically, is the picture I'm trying to paint here. If I know they've all left and I think I can spare the 30 minutes, I will turn my alarm off, set the timer for 30 minutes, and I'll have 30 minutes of quiet, empty house, surprise sleep on a weekday. Dude. There's something nice. That, that is the sleep zone. It's right. It's right. I can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? He's got to get up and feed the hog and 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 wash the windows on the car and like darn skate. the socks and my, slop the pigs. My birthday's coming up. Yeah, I think it's going to be on a Friday, so this might not apply. But like the next day, we'll be like, Dad's going to sleep in. Let's leave him alone. And they'll get up and then they'll like leave for Chick-fil-A or something. It it's it's not like I really gotta be tired. It's not like relaxing for me. It makes me feel the opposite, like restless. Like I gotta get up. Like there's gotta be some stirring. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, what what's wrong with me. But I don't I don't think I like that. And maybe I did at one point in time, but I don't think I like it anymore. I don't. You, you just miss your family too much. I don't even know if it's that. I just I want them around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mark it on the the list here, Jace. Fifty thirty. Out of the deal. Just not like in the dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> What a good show today. I will say, if we're rating our return shows, that's got to be up there. I thought we came through very professionally, had good content. In fact, I don't normally like to do this, guys. I'm going to give you both GTs today. I'm going to give you both. Thank you, Jace. GTs. I'm proud of you both. I want you to keep working. I I don't want you to take this as a sign that you've done it all or that you're good enough, or that you've accomplished everything, but you deserve it this time. Keep fighting, keep working hard. Okay, guys? Uh, first and foremost, thank you. I believe this is two episodes in a row that you've given us both GTs, because on the very popular uh, tits or titties episode, uh, <laughs> you gave us both GTs, which reminds me, on the same episode of The Dumb Zone that I was listening to, Jake just flippantly threw out the word titties. Just <laughs> because you're being weird about it. It's so inappropriate. I, I, don't, I don't think I, I, you can't say it after 28. I think there's <laughs> got to be like a cutoff. No. I'm all about either, the titties, dude. Either that or you're living in a dry county that has no access to abortion. Mm. Like Jesus, man. What? God. Hey. It's time to dismount. Tell everybody thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Eat at Arby's. Thanks Tell your mom listening. to listen. Bring the bread. Shower, shower at night if you can. Yeah. Guys, nice. shower at night. Best. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to don't be afraid to clean the pipes while you're in there either, guys. Because sometimes it's better to go to bed that way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what you episode should... number was this? <laughs> We're so bad. <laughs> 
It's the last word that we say. And I think it's episode 164. I don't know. Bye. Well, okay. Cool. I just didn't know. I wanted to know. <laughs> My bad. I was going to say, tune in next week for a guinea pig story. Oh, hit the outro. Let's do this, Brad. You know, we already did it. We'll see y'all uh, later. I just, okay. Thanks, this everybody, show. for coming in to Human Dads number 164. We're really glad you came today and spent your time with us. We'll be back again next week real soon with a story about guinea pigs, my thoughts on cabinets, and an update from the Kroger. My Tell thoughts your mom to listen. on cabinets? No, that was good. I I promise to God if I heard that, 100% I'd be tuned in next week. 100%. <laughs> everybody just uh, be quiet for a second. Uh-oh. 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 She thought the show was over. Oh, no. I thought that might have been Molly. You want to come say something, bro? Oh, yeah. Come, yeah, come say hi real quick. Hi. What up? They said what up. Uh, Daddy, we, we see Jay's family. We see Jay's family. That's Jason, yeah. Hello. Jason, I can't wait to see you. Oh, I, I can't wait to see you too, man. Okay. Dude. I don't know when we're going to see him. Yes. <laughs> All right. Dude, what a man. I love that kid. Absolutely love